Hi, I'm Adam Drake. I uh, have a fancier microphone than my podcast co-host, Nate Kelly. So he's going to have some microphone issues right now, but I don't because I work in private equity and I'm going to go pee in my super gold expensive toilet. another edition of the uh if you're bored podcast now that i have two podcasts i have to remember which one is which you're like oh yeah which one is this how often i am sorry i've fallen off the podcast game how often are you guys doing take the ride uh it's like every two every three weeks it's and and that's on me because i just haven't had the time to do it um it's it's so fucked up that i have to for me to get an hour out of my day to like do something <laughs> like doesn't happen because yeah. really it can only happen after the kids go to bed and that's from like eight to 10. Right. That's like, my, that's like my window every day. But that window is now a packing window. Right. So what happened was that uh, Lindsay actually picked the kids up today and I booked home after work and just was like, I got to pack at least three boxes so that I feel mm-hmm. like I've actually accomplished something so that she will let me, she'll let me, she's, not like that, but uh, that she will not be so mad at me when I'm doing a podcast for an hour. Uh, are you are you like taking it room by room or section by section? Like currently in your office, I feel like that would be a good one to just clear out and check off. Yeah, and that's basically what we're doing. We've started with the office, as you can see behind me. We're on Zoom. Right. Uh, there's still some books that we're like going to leave or that we're going to donate. Um, but that the office is actually looking fairly good right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you can't tell that. And we started moving into the living room and we've done a little bit of the kitchen. Um, I think the big problems are going to be the kitchen and the garage because there is so much shit in our garage. Yeah. It, it's because our garage basically operated as our garage and our basement. So right. it's going to be a lot of like just boxes of shit and throwing a bunch of, sh- bunch of shit out. So, and you have to put stuff into storage, right? Yeah, well, actually, everything's going. So our movers are coming uh, because we close on October sixteenth. They close. Uh, we close then. They are going to take it uh, October tenth. Put it in a in a big truck. Store that somewhere, and then uh, like end of November, they're going to move it to our new place. So you're out for six weeks, basically. Yeah, and we may have the floors done. We may have the um, the walls painted. So that's actually going to put us back at least another week. Okay. So, oh, in the new house. In the new house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to take us it's going to take a while to uh to get back Good in. Good thing you have an alternate place to live. Uh yeah, unfortunately it's with my parents, which is not um Oh, wait, you're not going to go down south? Well, we may. We may actually go down for a few weeks. It depends though because if we go down south, we have to quarantine when we get back and uh that means kids can't go to school. It it's just like everything's yeah. a fucking headache right now and like I would love to just go down there because obviously we can work remotely, um, and it'd be great to work remotely down there. Not not that I don't want to spend time with my parents, but it's just a nice change of pace to, to go down there. So, we'll and see. logistically coming back, yeah. So we also thought work. we would drive down, driving down with two kids. One, is one, <laughs> one is four. It's it's gonna be. What's his birthday tomorrow? It's my boy's birthday tomorrow. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, <sighs> He's not old enough for like strippers and and liquor yet, right? No, but I am. 
Uh, oh yeah, dude. I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Like one year old birthday parties. Right. Dads do that. Um, but so we were actually looking at videos tonight of, of the day that Parker was born and, you know, Malin meeting him for the first time. And it really took me back to that moment. And it's such a unique moment in everyone's life. The, the way kids are born, right? Like you're only going to experience <laughs> that if you're lucky once or twice, five times, life, right? six times. I mean, if you're prolific. Yeah. Uh, and I know about you Irish, you know, you like to, <laughs> you need people to work on your potato farms. So, um, but man, are you like, I, I know you'll, you can never actually be like super ready for it, but like, no, just I know what you're going to ask. No, <laughs> I'm not ready. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I probably said this on the podcast before I have a tremendous amount of respect for my wife, but seeing her go through that twice and to be perfectly honest, last time was fairly easy. I was still just in awe of that sort of like effort. Like I've done a 10 K on an erg, right? Like I know how tough that is and how fucking brutal, like, like think of the most brutal 2k you've ever done on an erg, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're, you cannot even fucking walk when you get off that thing. Cause you've just spent, well, you probably spent four minutes, but you know, the rest of us spent like six and a half minutes just <laughs> working our asses off trying to, you know, get, get through 2000. But, and that is pales in comparison to Did Lindsay puke afterwards. No. No, no, she didn't work but, hard enough then. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the equivalent on a 2K. That's that's true. I, I did one of my one of my uh, buddies shit on an erg. Like just totally lost. Yeah, control. I had a teammate do that. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, people have thrown up, but um, actually what was cool is one of our coxswains said, if you ever throw up during a workout, he'll, he'd buy you lunch. And he like came through. Uh, is, that a, is that a proper incentive? Like I, don't know. I just vomited. I don't think I want food. Yeah, but it, you, you have the practice in the. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, I get <laughs> it. You're like, okay, maybe the next day I'm hungry. Right, and then I think I actually never threw up during a workout. I never worked out hard enough. I came close, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think it was sort of like you had a week to redeem. So so maybe that was okay. I, I actually speaking of two Ks, I only got sick once, and it was when I broke six thirty in high school. <laughs> And, and it took me, up. well, I didn't, not in the piece. I finished the piece, obviously was exhausted. Yeah. And I found myself like just laying in the boathouse for 45 minutes and just yeah. like, I'm dead. I'm so exhausted. I don't yeah. want to move. I would sit up, take a sip of water, like lie back down. And I was by yeah. myself. My dad was there to watch me do it and just like verify that I did it. But okay. I did the piece by myself. Um, I'd just been recruited to, it was actually, it was two weeks after nationals. So I had already graduated high school. I was getting ready to go to college. Then why did and you I do was it? like, cause I was like, you know what? I'm in peak fitness right now. I want to do this 2k. And but you need your dad there to verify it? Why? Like, what, what's well, I just like wanted somebody there to cheer me on and, uh, and like for somebody to watch the screen, just say, yeah, he did it. Uh, okay. Okay. I say so verify. It's like, I wasn't, yeah, exactly. I wasn't like going for a world record or anything, <laughs> but still, and man, it that's... took me, ended up taking me like s- almost an hour and a half to finally stand up and walk outside to get to the car. And if you remember the old boathouse, remember the stairwell yeah. going up oh, to that yeah. old place. Yeah. I started going down those stairs and I got like 10 steps down and realized, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. And this is 90 minutes after I finished yeah. my piece. 
And so I sprinted outside and just threw up all over the floor, like right at the main entrance. Uh-oh. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. It's been an hour and a half since I did my piece and I just puked. Drove wow. home, just like was miserable for the rest of the weekend. But yeah, they could, I, I remember doing them in college and just being like, like, I hope I didn't, like, I was always hoping I never had like an exam that day. Yes. So that, cause I knew that that was like, I would fuck that exam. Ends like that. It ends you. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's such a brutal workout. Given the choice, would you pick doing a 6K or a 2K right now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, man. Because uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think I could probably get through a 6K easier. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, but I'm thinking about that. That sucks, too. I, say, I, I think I, I have better muscular endurance. So a 6K would be more tolerable. Yeah. But a 2K is over faster. Right. And that's kind of what goes to your brain. Yeah. And I, probably I think, a 6K because that's, that's all I'm doing. Uh, that's, right. you know, I, I've just been training for head races. Yeah. Like that's all I do. And I, I guess I always, I liked mentally, I liked 2Ks better because I could sit there and just like portion it out in terms of like 500 meters, you know, and right. just be like, all right, so I'm halfway. I've got this, you know, you can kind of just get through it a lot easier. But a 6K is like, you're just staring at that number and it's yeah. like not going down. <laughs> See, I like to 6K because you could just say, all right, I'm going to start this piece. And sorry for all you non-rowers out there. Yeah, I was going to say, this really is Rowing this, Talk 101. Um, it's, uh, it's still interesting fitness is discussion. It? People probably I don't, don't know. even know what we're talking about. Um, I, I would say, okay, for the first 3,000 meters, I can just sort of zone out. I can pick a pace and just like not pay attention because I know yeah. it's going to be a comfortable pace that I could hold for this whole 6,000-meter test. So it's not balls to the wall. I'm going to leave it, you know, all out in the first half of this piece and then just hold on for dear life in the second half. Right. And just say, no, I'm going to hold a consistent pace yep. and I'm not going to think about anything. I'm just going to listen to my music. I'm going to like watch the other guys or something. Love it. And then you hit yeah. that 2,999 meters. <laughs> say, okay, now my piece starts and you yeah. only have a 3K piece to do. You've already done 3,000. <laughs> so. I and found myself like, always trying to mark mark it there, and if I felt yeah. great at three k, I'm like, all right, I can get after this. Yeah, but if I, you I feel totally terrible, then you just say, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna have a bad piece, but at least I'm gonna hold this, you know, right. still tolerable, attainable yep. pace. Super smart, absolutely. But it's it's brutal when you're there by yourself because, like, yeah. if you just lack the power and you lack the pressure, the splits are gonna are gonna slow down. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Like you still yeah. have to cross the finish line. Right. You can't drop the handle, especially if you're on the water. Did you ever see anyone drop the handle? I don't think I did. Even yes. when I, like as a as a as a rookie. Yep. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people. Like our coach would have just been like, get the fuck off my team. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches definitely don't. I mean, people have like, you know, it's like come out of their hands because they're sweating. That like I've seen people just, or I've never seen people just like drop and been like, I'm done, no peace. It's it happens rarely, but I think yeah. that the people that it happens to, you know, if you're like, I, I coached high schoolers, both guys and girls, mm-hmm. like the, the, uh, mental stress that goes into those pieces. Like you got to think, as you just said, God forbid you have a test that day. It weighs on you, not just yeah. like testing day when you're in school, but it could weigh on you the whole week knowing that yep. it's coming up. Oh God. Yeah. And it's just this sort of like magical benchmark test that you have to do in order to get recruited to college or make the top boat or whatever. So there's a lot of pressure around it. Super. And yeah, if you feel like you're not performing in the moment, then you're just be like, screw this, let go of the handle. I'm going to do this later. Like, I don't want to yeah. do this right now. It's not my best day. <laughs> it's like, well, come on. Everybody else on the team is doing it right, right. now. Like, but, suck it up. I, uh, 
I looking back on my college career, I I was much more like on edge about erg tests than my parents don't want to hear me say this, but like I, I probably spent a lot more effort toward those erg tests and toward rowing than I ever did sitting in a classroom. Is that because you cared more? Um or I don't you know uh, I don't know. No, I don't I, God, that's that's a tough question. I think it was um like being in college and really being like competitive for something like about something for the first time ever in my life and probably yeah. the last time ever in my life. <laughs> I think it like fueled this thing in my head that it was like I've got to do this and I've got to be good at it and um you know I I I was basically a walk on to the varsity team my freshman year. Yeah. And was not like in fighting shape for it. And then throughout the year, it just got like, I got better and better. And it was like, oh shit, I'm actually like getting really good at this. And then something snaps and I was like, every fucking erg test, I got to go 110% and make sure that like I'm in that top boat. And then I graduated and it all just fell to shit. <laughs> and like, oh wait, I'm not going to make the national team. So why did well, that Well, I knew I was never going to make the national team, but yeah. um. It, yeah, there's a big difference between like sculling and sweeping in terms of like that teammanship. And I never really had that. Cause you know, I was a skier and like, you know, track, yeah. I was running track and stuff, but like being like, it was the first time that I was, that these other people were like dependent on me. Um, so I didn't want to like let them down. Totally. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then I think yeah, when you, that was taken away from me, taken away from me when I graduated, <laughs> it was like snatched away from me. You can't do this anymore. When I did well enough academically that I graduated from yeah, university. <laughs> which which was a fucking surprise to everyone. Um, but yeah, I think it, um, that that it just like I spent so much time at the boathouse rowing. And I'm sure you were the same way that like, and, and it was such a constant for throughout those four years that yeah. Like th- when I think of co- college, that's what I think of. I don't think of myself sitting in a classroom or like even in my dorm because I was yep. rarely in my dorm because I was in the fucking boathouse doing art tests. Yeah. Holy shit. We just got off on a tangent talking about rowing again, Nate. <laughs> talking about <laughs> well, birth. But we'll say, I uh, know that's true. Yeah. That was an interesting segue. Um, I'll, I will say there's probably a, a couple things to that. One is, yeah. you know, the academics versus the athletic experience. You are, there is a like truly physical pain that you go through and experience doing that erg test. So mm-hmm. there's the the nerves of having to perform and make sure that you're like measuring up to performance who you say anxiety. You are. Performance. What's anxiety. that? Let's call it performance, performance anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. That explains a lot in your household, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know we'll put we'll put the uh, video recording up. <laughs> I uh, no face. no it doesn't. Okay, I no we're I come on man. So there's the, there's the physical output of it. And just that stress alone, you're like, why am I going to go put myself through this, this pain? And so that, that alone right there weighs on you. Um, But also, as you said, like the performance anxiety of wanting to measure up and, and hold up to the promise that you've made to your boatmates and your teammates, like, all right, if we're going to be a fast crew, then we all need to be pulling this together, even though it's an individual test. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, but it, at the same time, you're like, well, fuck that guy. I'm going to outrow him no yeah, matter what. Yeah, yeah. And like, he is my fucking enemy right now. Yeah. Um, but really, and that's your you know, teammate. If, <laughs> yeah. But if you were like competing for a spot on the boat and right, one of you right. was going to make it and the other one wasn't, um, fuck that guy. <laughs> He's my best <laughs> friend, but fuck him when I'm on the, that erg. So one thing I found is I, I've been, I've been like, I've been, I've really been into cycling more. As yeah. you, as you know, and you're getting into it, like you bought a bike and we've been talking yeah, about it. Love it. Um, riding more. 
And now I'm thinking about it instead of just like going out for a weekend ride or a ride after work or something, if I could squeeze it in, yeah. I'm actually thinking about training numbers and performance metrics. Yeah, and that's actually totally doing, different than me. No, <laughs> I, I know. I know. I don't, I don't have that, that, that spirit in, in me anymore. But, but there's something about it. It's just like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to do this more than casually, then I want to take it a little more seriously. So how do oh, I, yeah, absolutely. how do I start measuring my performance? How do I start doing some of these workouts? And it's so funny. I'm a complete novice going into this stuff. So like, I don't know, a couple months ago, uh, I came home for lunch one day and I had like an hour to kill. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to test my FTP, my functional threshold power. Um, and to me, I was just like, it's probably just a workout. So I hooked my bike up on my trainer. I yeah. do an FTP test and I texted a couple of friends. I was like, oh, this is my FTP. And they're like, when did you do that? I said, oh, just now over lunch. Like, Nate, that's the equivalent of doing a 6K. That should be like your most maximal all out crazy ass 20 minute effort. And I was like, oh, well, I'm tired. Yeah, I didn't realize like it was going to be so that great, hard. Man. You're so great. <laughs> but I just, I didn't know going into it. So I wasn't right. nervous. You know, you, here you are talking about gotcha. being yeah, scared going into pieces. Yeah. And I had the same thing last night uh, with this workout. I just said, you know what? I have some time to kill. I, I feel like I've got a lot of energy. So let me do what would be a longer workout. Right. So I picked this one on a, a training platform. I did it and I was telling a friend about it today. He was like, wait, you did what? I said, oh, I did this, I did this workout last night. He's like, dude, that's one of the hardest workouts that they have on the platform. Whoa. And I was like, oh, well, I, I mean, I'm tired. I certainly feel on my legs today, but yeah. going into it, I didn't think like, okay, all right, I've got this Geiger workout that I got to do tonight. I'm, I'm scared. I know it's going to be hard. I just yeah. like sat there and did it and obviously worked up a sweat and it was a difficult workout, but I'm, I'm too dumb going into it yeah. to know what to expect. Which, which I, I right. love because yeah. It, yeah it's a it's a brand new sport to me even though I've I've been biking for whatever the last ten years I know what cycling is I've never triggered it in a training sense so gotcha. starting it in that new direction is is interesting and fun to me and I'm sure in a year's time I'm gonna be like oh shit I don't want to do that Geiger workout or the FTP test I know how hard it is so I'll start to fear it then and maybe it'll lose right. its appeal how boring are you at dinner parties. Um, it depends on the dinner party. It depends on the crowd. <laughs> it's, if, if it's filled with people who care about threshold. I find, Adam, if you just don't talk when it's something that's not of interest to you, you can just be a great casual observer. Remember how the last podcast that we recorded, maybe two podcasts ago, you uh, told our tens of thousands of fans that Gracie was expecting, and we just put it out on air, and we told everybody, right? Yeah, but I thought okay. that was Okay. It was okay. Yeah. And when, when I left your house, I was talking to uh, Gracie and she was like, oh my God, Nate, did you tell your thousands of fans that oh. we're pregnant? Like, isn't that so cool? I was like, yeah, screw you, Gracie, whatever. Like, <laughs> who cares? Even if only seven people listen to this one, I don't really care. I think you we know, it's entertaining to whoever's listening. Gracie but got a text message 36 hours later from Mike uh, at camp where we got married. The guy oh, who- really? The guy who runs the camp there is like the general counsel, general manager, saying like, oh my God, Gracie, I just heard on Nate's podcast oh, that no. you guys are expecting. Mike, I'm, why are you listening to this? And I was like, oh, Mike. Oh, oh no. So shout out to Mike. <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, Wawa Segoa. Did I say that right? Segoa? Segoya? I'm never going to say that right. <laughs> I follow I him on Instagram. It's a beautiful camp. I'm never going to yeah. say that right. Love it up there. Um, uh, so I was like, okay. Somebody found out. 
And then, of course, some of the ladies at the boathouse. <sighs> they know that you're, you're in it for the long haul now. All, all those ladies wanted to do was just break you guys up and just, you know, like have, have, have their way with you. And now it's going to happen. No. I don't think so. No, no. not anymore. No. Um, um, so uh, changing gears a little bit, and I'm sorry for the pun. You'll see. I, I think I found our new, a new thing we need to do. Get the Koenigsegg Regera. Sort of. You said changing gears. So yeah, I think we should become rally car drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Is this another stupid Adam Drake idea that he's going to get me to sink? some like racing drone money into and then and then just stop it altogether. Yeah. But here's <laughs> Catch it the, on fire. Here's my thinking on this. And this is, I put a good 15 minutes on the toilet into this. So just know that like, this is coming from a really detailed area. Very well thought out. First of all, you drive all the time, right? Like you put hundreds of thousands of miles on your car every yeah. year. You're always driving. Well, not every year, but yeah. Okay. But right. Sorry. I was being a little bit of uh exaggerated what um and i am really good with maps so you drive and i'll be the guy that's like curve oh like okay 500 feet you know and then we'll we'll win the world rally car so but what is Lindsay gonna do when i inevitably crash that car and maim you uh she'll collect my life insurance and she'll be <laughs> fine with it she's already spent it in her head so <laughs> she'll be fine she's already redesigned the kitchen yeah, she already knows. And she'll be like, oh, my husband died like rally carring. Like, that's awesome, right? It's not Sweet like story. I died like a heart attack on the toilet, which could very well happen. If you keep thinking for more than 15 minutes sitting there about rally car driving, then maybe you will. Yeah. You ever like sat on the toilet so long that your legs fall asleep? Yeah. I've you know, they design like, toilets in office buildings now to have like a little bit of an angle in the seat so that your legs fall asleep faster so that their employees <laughs> stop sitting on them for so long. That's, that's cool. I mean, it's <laughs> smart, but it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Here's the thing that I don't, I don't know why we're going down this road because I really wanted to talk <laughs> about rally carring, but I love European public restrooms because the toilet walls go all the way down to the floor, right? So and you usually can't see they're feet. Like, right. Why? Like, what is with American? Is it just easier to clean? It's easier to clean. But. And uh, frankly, it's cheaper to build. Right. But it, the Europeans don't seem to have a problem with it. And, you know, it's not like. Yeah, they're but that's because they don't waste money on toilet paper. <laughs> so you're saying if we had less ply, we could have more door. Yeah, I don't know. I just. And just I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never actually. I can't think of a time that I've ever used a, I mean, I'm sure I have used a European public bathroom, but it has never stood out to me. Well, next time you're in Europe, which based on the current president will probably not happen for another two years because the world hates us. Um, pay attention. Well, not to mention the COVID. Well, that's what I'm saying is that we're not allowed to go anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, so they were redoing the bathrooms at my last job and they were like, Hey, if anyone has any suggestions, let us know. And I was like, European stalls and (laughs) nothing happened. No, no feedback. What kind of company I'm, I actually am impressed that the company asked its employees for input no, here's on the designing thing. the new bathrooms. They they asked for because they were redoing the like the whole workspace and the bathrooms included. And they said if anyone has any feedback on anything, including the bathrooms, let us know. Um, 
But I think that was just their way of saying, hey, we're like a really like warm and friendly company. Yeah. When in reality, they probably just dumped it all and didn't even listen to any of it. And apparently they didn't listen to me on the on the, the stalls. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's why I quit and I don't work there anymore. Based purely on that. Good reason to quit. So rally carring, Smart. I will bias the rally car. You have all right. To pay so you, have you lo- you've looked into this. There's no age restrictions. Like they, they allow. No, man. They're like all old people. They, yeah. Right. Come on. Okay. Geriatrics. Yeah. So you're good. Fuck. Are you serious? Really? (laughs) You're doing that? Fuck, man. I get it. I totally get it. But I'm not driving, right? So I think the heart attack is going to happen for the driver. And I'm going to be looking at the map and I don't get car sick. Like I can read maps. I can look at my phone. You can be blind too. Like you're just looking down. You're just feeling the turns. Yeah. And for a while, because again, I spent about 15 minutes looking at this. I was like, that, that map guy doesn't do shit. Right. Like he doesn't, oh. he's actually the only reason the car stays on the road, <laughs> it, which is exactly it. And he has to be able to like foresee things and they actually yes. do the, they do it first and he like takes notes and stuff. So he knows where yeah. like, bumps and things are. Um, I think, I think we'd have a chance to maybe play in all seriousness. I would love to find some possible way. And it's probably going to be years and years and years from now to do some sort of racing. Like I, I get more and more obsessed with it. I so much so that I like I, I do enjoy playing those Formula One games or the uh, Forza games on Xbox. Yeah, like it's actually enjoyable to me. Yes, I don't know why. You just driving around in circles, and most people are like, "Oh, you nerd! Why don't you play like NFL or Madden or something yeah, or Call man. of Duty?" I'm like, "No, this is more interesting to me." Yeah, I think because you can refine it to the point that you can really like get the nuances down there in terms of like how you hit the apex and things like that. I, now we're definitely going into <laughs> F1 territory and I apologize, but Lost yeah, our I, listener. like I would like, I don't even like NASCAR and I bought my father-in-law, like one of those like NASCAR experience things where you go and drive the car and yeah. whatever. And he's like, no, I'm afraid I'm going to crash. So I was like, well, maybe I'll take it back and just do it myself. Like I would love to like, know what it feels like to drive a car, you know, 170 miles an hour around a ring. Like that would be fun. Right. Did you go? No, 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 no. I haven't, I, I haven't even asked him to take it back. Oh. I came to him for Christmas <laughs> like five years ago, but, yeah, but he's like, got a friend who's into racing. Exactly. Dude got like on a private plane to go watch a race somewhere and like, you know, like invested a whole day into this, sent me videos throughout the day and then I was like, oh, I'll get him a fucking race experience. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. No. He's like, I'm a passive observer of this, but I don't yeah. want anything to do with being on track. <laughs> so um, I, I would love to do that. I would love to try my hand at starting an F1 car because I'm sure I probably couldn't <laughs> do that. Um, but yeah, racing would be fun, man. That, that would be a ton of fun. I, it's obviously... It, at this stage in our life, it's it's a Playboy sport. Like it's you're not gonna, sport. yeah, totally. Uh, it's it's not something you'd be like, oh well, I'm gonna start at age ten and get into karting and then maybe follow the race path to be a you know a professional driver. It's <laughs> right. you got to be like, okay, you're gonna come into some money somewhere, yeah, and at age fifty decide that you want to pursue a racing career, yeah, and and that's what my father-in-law's friend did. Was I mean he was. Uh, very wealthy and his son got into it and he was like, Oh, I, this is kind of interesting. I think I should get into it too. And now he's a big racer. God, why can't my dad just fund a race team? Right. Come on, man. I'll, you can change your last name to stroll. You'll be fine. <laughs> or, or Latifi. Yeah. I, I'm actually amazed that like, 
I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but this family money that gets you into Formula One and just gets you a seat on these teams and because the teams need money. Yeah. Well, hopefully the new regulations dampen that, but I will say that Stroll has absolutely showed his own this year. He's done a great. Yeah, absolutely. He's a doofus. I can't even look at that guy's face without wanting to punch it, but um so <laughs> he is a character <laughs> i i had that th- that commercial shoot with chase elliott the nascar driver yeah. yeah yeah uh and he was a good kid and he was really kind of tell- talking about how the sport isn't about how good you are and i probably mentioned this in the podcast before but it's more about how much money you can bring in so it's yeah, all about sponsorship because yeah. it's the only like quote-unquote national sport where you can have no skill whatsoever and be in that the starting grid of of the daytona 500 because because you have so this like, marketability. Let's get right? there. What's so that? Let's get there. I do you think I could bring in any sponsors? Anyone? Like I don't even think I could get like four plus to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what we're sponsoring. <laughs> That's fair. Can you use all your granola money and buy me a NASCAR? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Sweet. I could awesome. do that. That'd be great. I could do that. We were looking at getting a, a new uh, granola Jeep, but I think uh, I think we'll stick with the NASCAR car for. Yeah, that's probably smart. Are you really going to get a new Jeep? You think? No, no. You've been, no, we've been not, saying that for a now. while. No, but we're going to hold on to this one, driving in the ground. And how many miles now? Two. It's got two thirteen, two hundred thirteen thousand. Wow. Take care of it, man. Those cars last. Yeah, you aren't kidding. You are not kidding, man. It's good quality good car. car, except when it um, Speaking of car, I sent you that video of the single gear Koenigsegg. Yeah. So I what was fast there's a lot of things that were fascinating about this. This is the the Koenigsegg that um goes what 225? Like 250, 260 miles an hour. Uh in one gear. In one gear. And they had the schematic of the engine, which was, or I guess it's uh, maybe it was the gearbox or or whatever. But it was yeah, it was like the whole their direct drive, the whole drive yeah. line. And it's Makes no sense to me. No. No clue. And it really sounds like a motorboat. Yes. Because it's just that one gear and just like pin it and just, you know, it doesn't change. It's just throwing all that torque or whatever into the, into the wheels. And you're, it's so weird. I I don't get that. Like for everybody that's going for electric cars and trying to make these green vehicles, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's like rebellious for supercar, hypercar manufacturers to keep doing this, but to also innovate and, yeah. and change up the technology on what would otherwise be considered old technology and antiquated system yeah, right? is really cool to see. And that's that's what really intrigues me about it. Not the fact that you know this car is probably going to be $3 million, $4 million. Oh, it's yeah. going to be insane. But to completely rewrite a transmission system on a car in a, in a, a technology that's been around for, I don't know, how many years has it been? 80, 100? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, internal um, combustion yeah absolutely but so but yeah i mean i think it's just it's one of those things that these manufacturers do especially these higher end manufacturers where they're just like let's let's see what we can do like let's yeah. throw some money at it and especially and probably, koenigsegg, especially ferrari, koenigsegg yeah. ferrari wouldn't do it no no because they're they actually want to sell cars like how many people do you know that drive koenigseggs one none <laughs> none yeah exactly <laughs> i don't i don't know if i've ever seen a koenigsegg in real life i haven't I've seen no. it in Fast and Furious. Well, yeah, I saw it on Top Gear. Yeah, did uh, yeah, they have. You're right, they have driven on Top Gear. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's no even a ca- caffeine and carburetors, no Koenigseggs, right? Dude, I'm. I bet somebody in this area 
has one. Oh, it's a garage car though. Yeah. Right? Like I, I no, I, I like I don't know. I would want to drive that car. <laughs> what, I, I don't know. Do you think they would guess, let you? Yeah, no, I, I don't. You know. Should say, hey, I'm a, I'm a rally car driver. Like, yeah, <laughs> the streets of New Canaan are fine. I'm good. I've got a 50 year old blind co-pilot. Like, don't worry. <laughs> he's all right. First he's of all, the I'm not blind. Business. I'm partially deaf, and I'm only 41. <laughs> all right, he's uh, 42. He's got vitiligo, so he's <laughs> oh, gonna go. He's gonna on, go bald man. soon, anyway. Bald? That's not what. It, come on. <laughs> it just turns um, everything white. Jesus, it doesn't. My hair doesn't fall out. It just turns white. <laughs> Dude, I've got some good silvers coming in. Don't worry. Good. I hope so. Cause goddamn, they take over. Like you start counting them, and then by the time you're done counting them, fifty more have popped up. So it's it's yeah, not great. worth it. So a baby's gonna add a lot of stress into that. Oh yeah. Like you look at pictures of Obama, like when he started the presidency, and obviously was yeah, but that's a presidency. But having a kid will do that to you too. Look at pictures of you pre mailing and look at pictures of you today. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. I have a gut i have a dad body and i have great dad body but i'm okay dude. so what else is going on i feel like so we had our house inspection so we bought a new house yesterday or not yesterday but we we basically yeah so we had the inspection yesterday took all day and the guy would do in a house inspection i get that they flush all the toilets and run the faucets yeah it's more than that though so like when we bought our, our current house it's a small house. They look at the roof. They make sure that like the plumbing works, that the heat works and all that. And they, and they really look at like structural and things like that. Uh, but our house is very small, our current house. So the guy was here for, you know, f- four hours, may- maybe. And they test the water and they do radon and things like that. And, and he kind of like walks you through like how things work in this, in this house. Well, here's we have- a light switch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, if the light switch isn't working, he makes a note of it, things like that. The new house is significantly larger than our current house yeah. and has significantly more things happening in this house. So uh, the guy was awesome. Like when you buy a house, I highly recommend this guy. He was phenomenal, like knew everything about the house and was blowing me away with like the minutia of like what was going on <laughs> in this house. But everything he was talking like i was just running this calculation in my head of like oh my god this house is going to be so fucking expensive to run it's insanity <laughs> you're like oh yay cha-ching right. cha-ching cha-ching like like we have a generator like a permanent generator in the house now right and he's like yeah you got to get that Service. test every year you got to have like have it run and have like the propane filled up and we have a pool and there's a separate pool guy that did the pool inspection and he's like here's the thing with pools if you're not going to use it fill it in and turn it into a garden because, and he's like, I'm the pool guy. And I'm telling you this (laughs) because this is a money suck. He's like, it's going to cost you 3000 to $5,000 every summer just to run this pool. Oh my God. I was like, you're like, uh, I should join that club. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's probably cheaper to join a country club like in the long run. Right. Um, and then like, so this, this house has, uh, it's either three or four different air condensers, right? Like for the air uh-huh. and like two of them need to re- be replaced in like two years. And the furnace is probably going to go in another five years. And like the well pump is like on its last legs. And he's like, I, he's like, I'm surprised it's actually running right now. Holy shit. Right. And a lot of that you can actually get taken care of upfront from the sellers. I was going to say, this sounds like it's on their 
on their dime. Uh, yeah, I think the well pump was, but the other stuff that that's working fine is yeah. not. And yeah. I'm just like, motherfucker, like we should have just bought a condo. Like I get condos <laughs> now. I totally like buy a condo or just keep renting. Yeah, honestly, rent. Who gives a shit if you own something? Because it's all about equity and what you can do with it. In Fuck equity, man. Think years. about all the money you're going to save, right? Like, holy shit. We should have just stayed in this house and I just keep stepping on Legos. And- Weren't you the one who forced this early? Like, Lindsay wanted to stay in where you guys are right now for at least another two years. I don't want to have this conversation with you. Lindsay. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know you're wrong. Uh, totally. Well, I, I, she kind of came around. It took one of our, it took Todd, who has been on our podcast, to yeah. say, you guys should sell. It's the perfect time. Um, and Lindsay's like, if Todd said so, okay. Yeah. We've had a long conversation about that lately with Lindsay just like not listening to anything I say. But if someone says the exact same thing, she listens to them. She's like, yeah, I, I do that a lot. I should probably stop doing that. I was like, yeah, it makes me feel like shit. And she's like, okay, <laughs> noted, noted. Thanks, I like, honey. So, I was like, sometimes I know what I'm talking about, honey. Um, but yes. So, long story short, please don't buy a house. And if you do, buy a new house. That has things that work like super well in our brand. But you pay a premium for that. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Depends on the house, right? Yeah. We probably pay that here. And and that was the thing that I I didn't even realize about our house is that because our house was was basically brand new, nothing broke on it. Except except the trees and the old septic tank, which is septic. Twenty five thousand dollars to fix. God. Yeah, you had another branch fall. Um, no, we had another tree fall. So, tree. That was a tree? Yeah. So a couple of nights ago, we had a lot of rain, right? I didn't know that there was any wind. Um, and at about five o'clock in the morning, I hear, Hugush. and I was like, what the fuck was that? Right? Like it was enough to wake me up. Uh-huh. And Lindsay wakes up and she's like, oh my God, go look. And I'm like, well, if it's a fucking robber, you go look because yeah. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> um, so I like kind of just like walk through the house. I see that like on our back patio, some of the chairs have fallen over. I was like, you know what? The chairs probably fell over. Totally fine. Uh, then we're like getting breakfast in the morning. I hadn't really like looked outside and in our side yard, our neighbor's tree. I don't know how this happened. The neighbor again. Well, right. So we actually had a tree fall on our house, right? Like two years ago or a year and a half ago. Uh, the same neighbor who's, who we said, Hey, by the way, that tree looks like it's going to fall too. Uh, they're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. This tree missed everything. So it missed my garage. <laughs> we have a detached garage. It missed my house. And if it had like, it fell, like you can see serious dents in my, cause they, they took it out today. There's serious dents in the, in the ground. Jeez. Like it would have like, so it was heavy. Probably, it would have taken out like my, my daughter. Right. Uh, it missed our wellhead. It missed like my daughter's plastic like bench it i don't <laughs> dude i i don't know how it happened I, I was just like fuck so total since we moved into this house five years ago we've taken down nine trees jeez and from them, them falling over i'm oh, sorry so some of them or have actually fallen over some of them were like dying or or dead so we had to get rid of them but yeah nine trees fucking a don't buy a house living on the land trust baby <laughs> They didn't do yeah. a good job manicuring before you moved in. That's true. So actually what's really interesting is because we had this tree fall, I guess it was yesterday and we had the inspection yesterday. I went around the entire house and made sure there were like no dead trees or no trees that were like overhanging anything. I think, fuck, knock on wood. I think we're clear. Yeah. I, God, I say that now and I'm sure there's going to be like, some yeah, you're not going to be, we're going to have the only earthquake to ever actually hit 
Connecticut <laughs> is going to happen. Um, but I think we're good. We had an earth, you know, we had an earthquake back in like early 2000s. Uh, you maybe you're in the city. Well, well you know, you would have felt it in the city. Yeah. I, all one. I remember is I was laying in my bed and one morning I got woken up by like my headboard just kind of shaking and knocking against the, uh, the wall of my bedroom. Sure and I had, yes, don't worry. Don't, don't go there. Uh, <laughs> and I had a John Elway bobblehead. <laughs> of course I would. I was going to say, of course um, you would. And it was shaking. And I was wow. like, what the hell? And That's I just like Spielbergian. It, That's pretty cool. It was so weird. And then it was early enough in the morning. I was like, I'm going back to sleep. And I fell back to sleep. And then later on in the day, somebody's like, oh yeah, did you guys feel that earthquake this morning? Whoa. I was like, what the hell? I, I've only felt one earthquake and that was, I, it was probably in the nineties. And I just remember like feeling like, like the vibration. I was like, oh, that was weird, but it wasn't here? like anything here. Or it, was, it was in Fairfield. Okay. But then there was the other one that happened you know, like outside DC or whatever. Where, yeah. Like, there was one kind of recently. Right. And I was in an elevator and I didn't, so I didn't <sighs> even feel it. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And like, I came out and people were like standing around and they're like, Oh my God, did you feel it? And I was, I had no fucking clue what was going on. You were on. actually possibly in the worst place to be when that happens. Cause yeah. if you just get stuck in there or it goes really wrong, like, right. Yeah. I had no idea. No, clue. <laughs> that's so weird. Kind of amazing that I, that I missed it. It's And it's funny. It's one of those just natural occurrences, disasters occasionally mm-hmm. that some people live with on a like daily basis. Yeah. That to us is so completely foreign. Whereas something yeah. like a hurricane or a snowstorm or something just yeah. like, yeah, okay, this is what we deal with, which is somebody else to like, oh my God, we had two inches of snow today. Right. Everything's shutting down. Well, I was thinking about this and I think that one of the safest places to live, at least like uh, you know, climate wise is Connecticut or at least like natural disaster wise. Like we rarely get, all right, so blizzards aside, because blizzards, you're going to be fine in a blizzard. Just don't drive, right? Yeah. And yeah, we get occasional hurricanes and tornadoes in hurricanes that take out power for a while. But relatively speaking, we don't have tornadoes, really. Our hurricanes, we get a bad hurricane. What? We have we had two tornadoes this fall. Okay. We they were both associated get- with windstorms or, or <laughs> yes. hurricanes. but Okay. So... Can you name a safer place to live? Because there are tornadoes all over the Midwest. Um, and there's earthquakes all up and down the West Coast. I'd say Pennsylvania. Fuck Pennsylvania. There's fracking. Might be a, a boy, there's fracking. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I will say that. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Rhode Island. But Rhode Island is probably... A little bit more exposed to the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Um, Colorado. You just get a lot of snow, but they're pretty prepared for that. Sometimes you get wildfires. Yeah, you had wildfires. Wild, you get wildfires in Colorado. Yep. Montana. Montana's snow. pretty good. Snow. But snow, I see snow to me doesn't count. And that's probably the Connecticut where like you were saying, people freak out yeah. when they see see uh, see snow. I yeah, that that doesn't bother me. I'd say probably the least like interesting would be Arizona. Other than heat. Of course, you're gonna get yeah. to 120 degrees and that sucks. Well, what uh, are those like those like dust storms, like the derechos, derechos, whatever they're called? Derechos, yeah, but wasn't that that was a Midwest problem? No, no, man, that's like a that's like that's a, a, really yeah. That derego, derego. I'm I'm absolutely saying it wrong, but it's basically like dust, just like it's a dust storm, but it's like a, a an inundating storm that I don't know. Huh. It's I don't know. It's probably a horror. I don't know. Um, 
the fact that we're talking about the most boring climates or safest climate states in and of itself is such a horrible conversation, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. This is what brings people to if you're bored. Because like, who has these thoughts? They probably have these thoughts on their own driving for like nine hours somewhere. Yeah. And then they think to themselves, I'm glad I'm by myself in this car right now because I couldn't have this conversation with anybody for longer than 30 seconds. And we still have eight hours, 59 minutes and 30 seconds left in this drive. Well, so on that end, I've been having a lot of what, what are called shower thoughts. Yeah. Right. And shower thoughts are like, you know, those kind of ideas that just kind of pop in your head and you don't really know like what to do with them. Uh-huh. So like one of them is only really wealthy people or really poor people live in compounds. <laughs> like, like you ever think about that? Like you're uh, either like I'm thinking about it now, you're either a Kennedy or you're like a cult member, right? So you live in a compound because it's the only thing you can afford and you are like in some weird commune, right? Like you're or, hoarding weapons. You have such a wealthy family that, God forbid, they just owned a singular house on one individual property. They had to buy a massive property and right. create its own insular compound, which then in and of itself becomes yes. a weird commune that is yes gets or, disgusting at some point. Or your, uh, your Osama bin Laden. Yeah, that turned out well for him. <laughs> but didn't you live in a compound, right? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure everything out there was a compound. It was all within some walls to keep everything <laughs> That's secure. That's so. fair. Um, all right, so here's another one. Anything can be an edible arrangement if you possess enough commitment. <laughs> like, right? These shower thoughts, these are more like... Uh, I, that one to me is like a marketing campaign. An ad okay. slogan. That's fair. It's just probably how I write. This is more of a joke, but I thought it was really funny. And... I'm sorry about it. What do <laughs> what do horny surfers and morning sickness have in common? Uh, no idea. They both come in waves. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I, maybe Good thing I should, this is at the tail end. Yeah, people can just stop listening. Um, yeah, I don't. Really By the way, that book over your left shoulder is that Martha Stewart? That is Martha Stewart. Yeah, you know my wife. Come on, you know that that's her. That's her god. She. she I love how like everything is just kind of piled randomly on that bookshelf over there, and then it's as if this Zoom video. You're like on MSNBC in the morning, and you're hosting. Right. Trying to like show off your book collection in the back, and it's just Martha Stewart. My wife every morning she'll wake up, she'll put her like Afghan down, and pray in the direction of Bedford, because she knows that that's where her, her god is. Yeah, that's a that's like like. Planned. Oh she probably gosh. actually did that just knowing that we were going to record in here. Or she's Martha. on her like video chat for her uh, for her work, and she's like, "Oh, guys, look at the lovely reading I have behind me." Yeah. Oh, by the way, she puts like all her like Coke brother books. She has Coke brothers <laughs> like everywhere because Coke bought her company. And I'm like, "You're forced. Like, you're yeah. a very liberal person." She's like, "They have some really good ideas." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what the Nazis <laughs> thought too, honey." Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope no one from in Adam. Um, we did not just compare the Koch brothers to Nazis, okay? No, Our lawyers no, no. are going to be pissed. <laughs> and they have plenty. All right, of- what are your other shower thoughts? I see you got a list that you're reading. Uh, yeah, no, I mean they were just kind of stupid. I'm sure I had more. Oh yeah, the, uh, overalls. You know what overalls are, right? You know overalls. No, I didn't grow up in the 70s. My kid wears overalls. She 80s, them. 90s. No, I know what they are. Overalls are the open floor plan of the fashion world. It's like all over. Okay. Now. Okay. Not, it's, it's not all of these are 
in fact, no, none are actually winners, but you know, there are some, I, I don't really have much more. And a lot of these, I just tweet out and get no response from. I was going to say, this is, is this along those lines of, um, what was that little slogan or campaign that you had going on Instagram? Ad thoughts, ad quotes, ad quotes, uh, literally that's where it all came from. And this ad quotes it... was a f- fucking genius. It was, no, I mean, it, it took off, right? It uh, went viral. Uh, yeah. Yep. Totally. <laughs> Totally viral. Well, you can afford the race team that uh, you desperately want. Oh my god, dude! I would love a fucking race. So, by the way, I it occurred to me uh, the other day that if you, well, I guess if you're not going down to South Carolina, then um, this doesn't matter. But okay, uh, you wanted to try and complete your hundred mile bike ride, but if you were to go to South Carolina for five weeks, then we wouldn't be doing that until end of November or December, and that's starting to get a little late. Well, I will let you know that I just purchased warm weather gear. Ooh. So All right, like, so you're committing. I, I'm, I'm commit. Well, I'm committing to riding the cold. You're getting a little deeper. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I really do want to do it. Um, yeah, somewhere, sometime, soon. All right, we'll find we'll find we'll find a good weekend uh, if you can do it in like early or mid November. I mean, the earlier the better, just so that hopefully it's warmer. But right now it's still 45 degrees in the morning. It's not. It's yeah. not warm. No, 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 totally. But I, my, my gear from Sigur, which is, I don't know who that is. S I G R. It's Swedish. Uh, I bought it and I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, buy it from wherever. Uh, they shipped it from Sweden. Sweden. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but I was like, you know what? The Swedes probably know how to make some warm weather, uh, cycling gear. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go the private equity route and buy all Rafa gear. No, I made a point of not buying Rafa gear. All right, good. <laughs> that's just so fucking pretentious. I know your buddy Taylor has them, but because <laughs> I stared at his it, ass. He bought it. it. He was like, I think this is the first bit of like real cycling clothing I've ever purchased. So yeah. I was like, all right, that's fine. That's fair. Obviously, that's fair. it's the top end, but. Right. Um, if you're in someone's house and they have ninja swords on their wall and you aren't in Japan, run. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask, is it appropriate or cultural appropriation? Oh, that is definitely true. Um, What's that say about your mom's collection of dolls? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> My mom has Asian dolls everywhere. She we play antiquities. We play a game where I'll take a picture or, or I'll get a screen grab from like some like restaurant. And the game is... Adam's parents' house or a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and I text it to all my friends and they have to guess if it is a picture of my parents' house who are very white or a Chinese restaurant uh, that I've stolen from the internet. And I'm either at Sakura <laughs> right now yeah. or my mom's house. Right. And it's very hard to tell. Very hard <laughs> oh my to tell. God, it's so funny. Uh, I used to joke that like at night, I was afraid <laughs> that all, like there are so many eyes in my parents' house. Like they have masks everywhere. Ugh. And and like Asian dolls and and dolls and weird shit that I was like they stare at you at night and they they're come alive and they're gonna try to find me yeah <laughs> I used to have this irrational fear and even when I was sleeping on the second floor like growing up mm-hmm. that either spec ops or ninjas would be repelling from my roof yep. smash into my bedroom windows yep. and like. Yeah take me at night or kill me or something. Well, no idea why. Like why why is that a thing? Why why would you imagine that spec ops needs to come break into your house and they're fucking repelling from your roof? Like god forbid they just walk up right. the stairs. I feel like you'd probably hear them on the roof. 
right? You like, would hear, yeah, I'd certainly hear them. I mean, at a minimum, getting dropped off by the helicopter. Also true. Yeah, those aren't quiet. I don't know, man. I, Lindsay has the same fear with ninjas. She's like, I'm always afraid ninjas are going to come. I'm like, we don't live in feudal Japan. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Why is that a thing? Is it just because like growing up, you watch those kinds of movies and yeah, that sticks with you as an adult. Yeah. My favorite nation is procrasti. (laughs) Again, none of these are good. I can't even believe that you write these down because like three hours later, I'd go back and look at this and be like, I'm embarrassed of myself. (laughs) Performing Marvin Gaye's sexual healing at an AIDS benefit is a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Do butterflies have tattoos of trashy women on their lower backs? Yes, 100%. Firmly believe that. It's when the voices in your head speak with French accents that you need to worry. I am my own favorite fan. Like... Yeah. Fuck. None of these. You're like, I am a one man show right now. I could entertain myself all night long. Oh, this this is actually funny and probably true. I unintentionally gave up sex for Lent. (laughs) 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 Oh, speaking of when are we? uh, Huh? No, go 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 go. I was say, when are we gonna challenge each other to something again? Uh, When we can no longer so, or we no longer need to socially distant distance. I bet there's a socially distant challenge out there, right? Yeah, being vegan. No, done. Forget that. Uh, yeah, no. Can you Never believe again. that that was this year? That seems that was this February, decades ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a bizarre time warp. Or that we had that like stock market challenge, <laughs> right as the stock yeah. market tanked. That was that. We couldn't have had better timing for that though. Like, what a fun time to try and figure yeah. out what the hell to do. Totally, and you played it well. Or actually, Will played it really not well, well enough. Yeah. Um, a 40% off coupon for a bikini wax is a bad Mother's Day present. No, it's not. It's like, well, probably the greatest, especially uh, for Lindsay. She's so frugal. She likes a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's different when, like, if I were giving it to my mother. Yes. That is. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the intent. I probably should have been a little more specific. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, rain is just God's diarrhea. I thought it was God's tears. Uh, maybe this this one i'm actually pretty happy about but i don't i don't know i this one i was like adam you're a fucking clever asshole uh are you proud of it cucumbers are nature's armless waiters they bring nothing to the table (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a good little play you're right if i had a cupcake store i'd call it icing the kicker See, again, not great. <laughs> Are you just totally bored by this? Should I just stop fucking? I'm just, uh, you know what? I'm just letting you have your night. Do... <laughs> All right. This is the last one. I promise. Do nudists have nightmares where they show up to work fully clothed? Okay. So anyway. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they get up on stage and they imagine everybody else in their clothes to try and like get rid of their fear and anxiety? Yeah, I would hope so. Have you ever been to like not not a nudist colony? I mean, maybe if you have, I have not. But like I a started one. Beach. Oh, you started one. Nice. Yeah. In New Canaan. Uh, I, I have. Yeah, it's going really well. Is it um, up at Grace Farms or no? That's yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Gotcha. Um, but I have not actually been to a a nude beach, but I have walked past several. I like. Have you been, been to Miami? Past. Have you ever been to Miami? No. Okay. Because it's a topless beach everywhere, but it's not like nude. Uh, 
and like people just walk around no problem like yeah 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 oh yeah and i didn't realize it at first and you know i was 18 when i moved there and i was like holy shit like dad thank you for sending me here <laughs> i've arrived in paradise <laughs> but, but then you quickly learn like you can't like stare right so it's like oh you know you're talking off in the distance gotta wear sunglasses gotta look at your friend but kind of look to the side you know yeah what I'm saying? yeah um but Lindsay and i were in saint bart's oh yeah i've heard this yeah like six years ago seven years jesus a while ago and we take a cab with a a couple because we're like in the uh in this like the gustavia which is like the main the main town to this beach because we're like oh like let's go check out this one beach get the cab people share it with us they're like hey we're going the same place let's go awesome lovely couple chatting it up we get there they take off all their clothes they just (laughs) walk out and just take off their clothes like I, I was like, wow, I was just talking to this man and now I know <laughs> that he has gray pubes and ah. yeah. And I was like, well, okay. And, and the woman, you know, free as a bird. And it was just like, like these are normal people, right? Like, yes. I, so I, my, my theory is, is that there are nudists everywhere among us. I will say, one. I think the United States is a little bit closeted in this regard. Like especially if you sure. go to Europe and although these people down. were these people were American, by the way. Huh. Maybe yeah. that's why they went to Cayman Islands. Uh it's not the or wherever you were. <laughs> Where were you? Same parts. Same parts. It's, it's I don't know. Same, yeah, same thing. Same thing. The Caribbean. Um, but yeah, man, like and it like not not just them. I mean the the beach was like fully. So needed. did you then just take off and say, Oh, thank God, I've been waiting to that take is, my suit off it's this whole time. <laughs> It's like in Braveheart when he screams freedom, basically yeah. that. Like, <sighs> take my suit off. And then people, all the news were like, put it back on. Wasn't this, the, uh, wasn't this the time, though, that Lindsay was topless and your dad walked up? Uh, so same trip. Uh, my Different. parents didn't come to St. Bart's with us, but we, were, we went to St. Martin. And uh, yeah, Lindsay was like fully topless. and She wasn't uh, naked. No, 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 no. But I mean, topless, like, you know. Yeah, freeze the bird up top. Yeah, and uh, we had gone to some beach in uh, God. It was I think it was Pintel Island, which I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's like an island off the coast of Saint Martin. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if my dad saw Lindsay naked, topless, um, but he comes by talking really loudly, right? So to give the effect that <laughs> yes, he probably came upon no. us and was like, oh shit but I need to ask them something. So let me walk away and then come back and make a big deal about like, I'm walking here. And I don't know what it, it wasn't like that, but he was like, Hey guys, I have a question for you. And then he's like, just one second. And I was like, Oh my God, my dad's on my wife's dance. Um, yeah. Anyway, but later on, lovely. He's like, he like, congratulations, son. Like, Thanks. Dad. Good job. Good job. Be ruined in five years. Yeah. He's like, talk to me in five years. And now I'm like, I call him at night. I'm like, dad, Room, right? Do you remember our trip? They existed. That's so mean. This was a horrible episode. Why? We were not nice to uh we were not uh, nice to Lindsay. No, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. When I know, was last time Gracie listened to any of this? Um when Mike texted her that he heard that we were pregnant and Gracie's like, Oh, I should listen to the episode. <laughs> So she listened to it. I was like, oh, thanks. Listening to our first episode. She's like, oh, I was mentioned in it. Great. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Lindsay, I I could tell Lindsay that I like 
complimented her for four hours and she'd be like, no, I don't better on the desk. She'd be like, I'm sorry. I can't get through the first five minutes. Yeah. Just, I, I, I can just experience this on our couch on a Sunday morning, watching you and Nate watch F1. So I don't so there race, there's a race this weekend, right? Uh, no, it's next week. It's, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's a break. Oh, it's the Nuremberg, I think, or the Eiffel, whatever that means. Uh, I was super excited for it. Yes. I don't know why, man. I'm like, re- like I was always into it, but I'm really into F1 this year. And I think because of the lack of sports at the beginning of this year, probably, like, honestly, probably really, yeah, strained yeah. a lot of people. Now it's all back and it's jam packed. So yeah. Like, I'm very much into F1. I was really into hockey when it came back. Yeah, absolutely. So. And, and there's a lot of like things happening in F1, like in behind the scenes. So it's like, yes, there's a lot of drama everywhere. There's a lot going on this year. You and I are playing F1, the video game against each other, which may have been the most fun I've had in about four years. Um, <laughs> I wish we could play cross-platform though. Cause like now the only time that we can really play is if I come over. I know, but I had a theory, a theory. I had a thought, a thought. not really a theory. I thought I'm going to be moving to my parents and I was getting ready to put my PlayStation into storage. Sweet Jesus. I was like maybe, maybe Nate needs it for six months or six weeks. Would you actually you mean play maybe it? Nate needs it so that you can come over and we can Whoa, play. Oh, Hey, I was just being charitable, buddy. You relax. <laughs> but yes, I was 100% thinking literally I was like, well then I, I will get it back and you'll just destroy me at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then also, Get really <laughs> fucking good at it. <laughs> Gracie's going to be like, oh, Adam's over again. Great. Dude, I'm game? all for that because I don't play my Xbox right now. Like I, since we moved in, we moved in, I don't know, over two months ago. I have not used it once. But would you, would you play the PlayStation or no? If you were over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I would, if, because you have Formula One, I would play Formula One a lot, which all means right. I should probably bite the bullet and just get it for myself. Potentially. But yeah. But I'm going to get I'm not rally. against it. I'm buying a not against video game. Okay. All right. I yes. And buy the, buy dirt or whatever that game yeah, is. Cause then, cause you know, that's our new thing. We're going to be rally. We got to get experience. And that's the way to do it. So we need like the full haptic suit interactive chair to sit in so that yeah. in my living room, yes. it feels like we're driving a real car. And I'll just be that guy next to you. Like uh, turn 400 meters, bump three clicks, whatever the fuck. Like, can you talk in a more aggressive voice? Oh fuck! We're gonna die! Oh Jesus Christ! Jeez, turn left, please, for the love of God! Oh God! Oh, we're flipping! Oh, we're upside down! Oh God! Oh Nate! Oh shit! Have you ever seen Travis Pastrana's crashes? Oh in yeah! Rally oh, car driving. God. Well, my wife happens to know Travis Pastrana, so she is like a big fan of Travis Pastrana. So we are like well versed in Travis Pastrana. Uh, so accents. Lindsay, connect us so we can rally car his team. Yeah, yeah right. Come on. Um, I actually forgot that he was uh, in the rally car. But she had worked on uh, some uh, uh, like the do tour, so she oh, like, yeah. knew all. She knew like Ryan Sheckler. And... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's such a punk. She hated him too. He's a what a life! What a life! I know. Tough, tough life. Uh, should we call it, man? Is it about time? Yeah. Um, it's that time. Do you want to? Do you want to sign us off? Uh, I love you, and I really appreciate um, coming out with your ad quotes on air and <laughs> testing it here before you put it out to the true general public on your Instagram feed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Bye.